On the eve of the NHL draft, who is most commonly linked to the Minnesota Wild in various mock drafts? We'll dive into a few plus a couple of new names that the Wild have been linked to as well, all on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week or the rest of the off season. If today's your first time tuning into Locked On Wild, we're glad to have you on board. If you are one of the everydayers, who tunes in each and every day of the week. We are glad to have you back. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by GameTime. You can download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we will circle various mock drafts throughout the NHL, including NHL.com, Bleacher Report, and several others to see who is most commonly linked to the Minnesota Wild. We do have a couple of new names that have been associated with Minnesota as well that we will discuss, and we will get you set for the start of a busy day of coverage uh, tomorrow as well. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. We have seen a lot of action, and it's just going to continue as we move up to the start of the NHL draft tomorrow night, although Minnesota Wild have been quiet. And uh, it is interesting seeing the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade finished, seeing Kevin Hayes get sent to the St. Louis Blues for a sixth-round pick. And so I am going to be very interested to see if the Wilds make – moves tomorrow, or if they don't. I, I, I don't really know what to expect. You would assume and hope that uh, maybe a move or two is made uh, to accumulate an extra draft pick, but we will just have to uh, wait and see what happens with uh, Bill Guerin tomorrow. We know the Wild are slated to pick 21st overall as of right now, and so as we look We'll start with NHL.com and their final mock draft getting set for tomorrow's action. Adam Kimmelman and Mike Morial doing the selecting for uh, NHL.com. And they both are in agreement, uh, at least in their mock draft, that the Minnesota Wild, uh, they have uh, the Wild selecting Callum Ritchie of the Oshawa Generals. Uh, this was actually the player that I had taken in the Locked On NHL mock draft and here is what uh, the here is what Kimmelman and Morial have to say about what Richie brings to the table. Uh, Kimmelman says the Wild lack a legitimate number one center, and Richie, six foot two, one hundred eighty four pounds, has that kind of upside. He had fifty nine points, twenty four goals, thirty five assists in fifty nine OHL games, and nine points, three goals, six assists in seven games to help Canada finish third in the 2023 IIHF Under-18 World Championship, despite playing through a season-long shoulder injury that required surgery. 
He is expected to be fully healed for training camp when his full skill set should really be on display, including a top-end skating that powers a strong offensive game. Morial adds, Richie excelled all season, including helping Canada to a bronze medal at the World U18s despite his shoulder injury. He can play in traffic and manages that with good hands and hockey sense. So Richie, uh, according to NHL.com, clutchpoints.com has the Minnesota Wild going in a little different direction, so we'll hold off on them for now. Um, The Hockey Writers, Dayton Reimer of the Hockey Writers, has the Wild selecting Otto Stenberg. Otto Stenberg has an incredibly high ceiling. At the 2023 U18 World Junior Championship, he led Sweden with seven goals and 16 points in seven games en route to winning the silver medal, the team's third medal in as many years. He's a great skater, has a blistering shot, and can contribute at both ends of the ice as he's not afraid to throw his body around and get into the dirty areas. However, it will take him a while to fully realize his potential, meaning he's got at least two or three years from making a North American debut. With the Minnesota Wild having a well-stocked farm system, they can afford to make a bit of a riskier pick in hopes that he'll complement fellow Swede Liam Ogren, whom they selected in the first round last season. Uh, The Bleacher Report mock draft has um, the Wild selecting Braden Yeager, who we'll talk about here uh, in just a second as well. And finishing with the Athletic, and uh, there are a couple of names, a couple of different mock drafts uh, to discuss as well. Uh, Scott Wheeler with one and Corey Pronman with another. So we'll start with Corey Pronman's. He has the Wild selecting David Edstrom of the uh, Sweden Junior League and says, I feel if I didn't give the Wild a center at 21, Russo's army would hang me upside down. With that said, Edstrom, Callum Ritchie, or someone like Moore or Jaeger, if they get this far, feels like distinct possibilities. And Scott Wheeler goes with Edward Sale, uh, a left winger, says, Ideally, the Wild would love to get a top six center prospect here, but their pool is well stocked across positions. The true top prospects down the middle are gone, and in their shoes, I'd take a swing on a talent. They haven't been shy before, and Sale is worth a is a worthwhile cut once the cream of the crop is gone. I make that judgment about about here and live with it. Uh, Bleacher Report, as mentioned, Braden Yeager, the hockey writers, or actually it was uh, Clutch Points with David Edstrom as well. Edstrom is another late riser in this draft process. I didn't even consider him in either of my previous NHL mock drafts. However, there is enough momentum behind him now to slot him in the first round. The 18-year-old Swede stands six foot three. He dominated his peers and held his own in the SHL against men. He's not the greatest skater. However, he can play with power and skill depending on the situation. There may be a future for him in Minnesota's middle six. So pretty consensus that um, a lot of mock drafts as we get closer and by closer, I mean the day before, have the Wild selecting either a forward or a center trying to add some offensive skill. Now, as we discussed yesterday, 
it, it is going to be best player available, whether that be a center, a forward, defenseman, goalie prospect, whatever, whoever is, is just the best overall player, you take them in that spot and you don't worry about, um, you know, plugging somebody into a particular spot because as was noted, it's not like you'll see these prospects for at least the next few years. And so there could always be a need for somebody of a varying position type down the road that you don't anticipate being a need right now. So while I would think that a prospect on the offensive side would certainly help, if the Wilds go a different route, then that's that's how she goes. But it is interesting to see, you know, after um, Otto Stenberg being, I think, the most common earlier on. It seems like we are moving a little bit to a couple of different names, uh, including Braden Yeager being a trendy one here uh, over the uh, last couple of mocks. So let's get to know Braden Yeager and how he graded out as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Well, Minnesota fans, Taylor Swift is history, but if you are looking for the next great concert here in Minnesota, you shouldn't have to stress about trying to find tickets up to the day of the event. Game Time is here to make your ticket buying experience as easy and stress-free as possible. They are the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Some of the things I enjoy most about Game Time is the flash and last-minute deals they offer on pretty much any tickets you can find. They also have images of your seats, so you're no longer going to have to worry about getting stuck behind a post or a beam while you try to watch your favorite team. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets lowest price guaranteed. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, here's what we have coming up for you tomorrow for the NHL draft. We'll start it off by looking at the Minnesota Wild's most marketable assets. If they are looking to get more draft capital this year, so we'll start there. We will also have a reaction for you of however many picks the Wild end up making in the first round and throughout the rest of the week as well. Uh, So make sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, We will have any reaction videos up as quickly as possible after each pick. So if the Wild pick once tomorrow night, we'll have a reaction video for you of that. If they make two picks, we'll have reaction there as well. So We'll have you covered on every front as to what the Wild do and which players are newest members of the Minnesota Wild organization. So I wanted to go in on the Braden Yeager. Uh, I, I wanted to go in on that a little bit because that's a name we haven't discussed before today. And it just seems like we're seeing a little bit more mention of uh, of Jaeger, and so it makes sense to try to kind of figure out what he brings to the table um, 
as a potential pick for the Minnesota Wild. So what we're going to do here is go first to Gabe Foley's rankings. Foley has Jaeger as his 12th best player uh, in this draft and says a very fluid center that loves the puck on his stick. Jaeger has the finesse to beat defenders clean and dominate play, but shortcomings in processing speed, decision-making, and ability to gel with teammates has some concern with his translatability. At the beginning of the year, Jaeger was looking like yet another prospect on his way to great things, but after a year that didn't feature major strides in development, he's a little bit more of a question mark. Call me cautiously optimistic, Jaeger is boomer bust, and Gabe is going to air on the boom side. So some question marks as to his abilities, uh, just with some other things that don't necessarily go into the talent side. And so um, here's the profile for Braden Jaeger from The Athletic. The Athletic has him ranked, uh, and I believe this is, yes, this is Scott Wheeler's tiers for various players. You've got Tier 1, which is, of course, Connor Bedard. Tier 2 features Matt V. Mitchkoff, Adam Fantilli, Leo Carlson, and Will Smith. Braden Jaeger in Tier 3, joined by Oliver Moore, um, as well. And uh, here is what Wheeler has to say about Jaeger. Jaeger's been on the radar in Western Canada for some time now, and he's got some real pedigree to his profile and cachet to his game to support it. He was the number three pick in the 2020 WHL Bantam Draft. He was the CHL Rookie of the Year on 34 goals. He was an alternate captain and second leading scorer at the Halinka Gretzky Cup and was an alternate captain and second-leading scorer with Moose Jaw. His statistical profile is good without being great, though it was helped by a strong 16-10 playoffs with the Warriors this spring. Still, he has been a consistent offensive player for Moose Jaw while playing a detail-oriented off-puck game. He was also a dangerous penalty killer and is decently strong in the face-off circle. Jaeger plays a threatening, attacking, puck-dominant game with skill in straight lines and in cutting sequences in transition. He's got smooth skating mechanics. He's also dangerous inside the offensive zone from the top of the circles in with a quick-release wrister. One of the faster releases in the draft, interesting to note, that comes off of his blade hard and with a slight goalie-fooling adjustment pre-shot, good puck skill in congested areas, an ability to attack in bursts and make something happen out of dead plays and an equal ability to play off of coverage and make himself available to his line mates. He's a natural scorer and creator who plays a direct style, but he's also got a plus he's also got plus vision and deft touch, though I wouldn't say his creativity is necessarily a strength. Wheeler likes the way he supports the puck defensively as a centerman too though he'll need to get stronger to be as reliable defensively at the NHL level as he is in juniors. He is very intentional with his routes offensively and defensively, which should help him stick at the center position long term. Wheeler says, I don't think he's going to become the kind of star you're hoping to get out of a top 10 pick, but he's got 2C PP1 upside if he can fill out his frame and continue to add dimension. So, if Jaeger falls... That wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be the worst pick for the Minnesota Wild. 
uh, in that particular spot. And again, this is the other thing too that is, I think, most fascinating about the draft. And I've never been a huge evaluator of prospect talent like some of the other guys like Gabe that we have on, uh, like we've had Spoke Zion who take a ton of time, they dedicate a ton of time to watching all these players and how they play. And so we are relying on, in this case, Scott Wheeler's eyes to paint the picture of what type of player the Wilds could get with their first-round pick. But it seems like you always see some players who, as we get closer to the draft, you might get a little whisper of just being a perfect fit for some team, which leads to his draft stock rising. And there's those wrinkles, those whispers in scouting circles close to the draft of, you know, I just, I went back and watched film of this particular player and I just, I just have major concerns, which leads to their draft stock plummeting. Injuries also are a huge factor in just where some of these guys are going to uh, going to end up falling. But we have talked at length about Stenberg. We talked about Callum Ritchie. And so adding another look at a player in Braden Yeager certainly doesn't hurt as we uh, get closer to tomorrow's draft. Uh, we will finish today's show. We're going to talk about David Edstrom to finish things off uh, because – Another name that has been uh, linked to the Wild here recently that uh, was one that we had not seen as of yet. And so to finish today's episode of Locked on Wild, we'll talk about David Edstrom and another potential player that the Wild could pick in the first round. That's coming up after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we've got you covered all draft day long tomorrow as we'll get the day started by looking at the uh, most marketable assets for the Minnesota Wild should they want to accumulate additional picks here this season and the likelihood that those players will end up actually getting moved uh, on draft day tomorrow. And then... During the course of the day, we will have reaction to anything that happens. If there are pre-draft trades, if there are during-draft trades, if there's just one selection and that's it, we'll have you covered with reaction to whoever the Wild select, however many players the Wild select in the first round, and um, we'll have as much reaction as you can possibly handle uh, tomorrow on Lockdown Wild. So let's finish by looking at the final name that has been linked recently to the Minnesota Wild, and that, of course, is David Edstrom. Um, that was Corey Pronman who had Edstrom pegged to the Minnesota Wild in his latest mock draft, uh, and that was um, at the 21st overall pick. Now, if we're looking at these tiers of Scott Wheeler's that he has put together, uh, another name that uh, had been linked to the Wild um, a little bit, but it seems like his stock has really started to um, really started to plummet was Daniil Boot. Alex and I talked about him yesterday. 
He comes in in uh, the fourth, uh, the fifth tier, I beg your pardon. And again, these tiers are purely speculative, but unless I'm missing it here, which I definitely think I am, Edstrom was a player who... He is a little further down. There he is. He is uh, 49th overall on Scott Wheeler's tier list, which puts him in tier five. And here is what Wheeler had to say about Edstrom. Then we'll get Gabe Foley's thoughts on Edstrom as well. One of Sweden's best players for as their first line center at the U18 Worlds after a good season split between Frölunda's J20 and SHL team. Edstrom has been a steady riser this season, establishing himself as a borderline dominant player against his peers and demonstrating he can hang against men. His stride is a little stilted, and he's not a great skater, but he's good in very he's good in a very effective kind of way. He can also play with power or play with skill, which blends to allow him to take pucks off the wall to the inside and then execute in congested areas in ways you wouldn't necessarily expect out of a six foot three player. He'll make the soft area play one second and then drive out of it the next. At an early age, it's also clear he has a really mature understanding of how to use his size to his advantage. He looks to dictate with his length and knows how to position himself against defenders. He projects as a solid third line center who can contribute on both special teams. Gabe has Edstrom. I think I saw that he was a little further down here, which again is it's not necessarily something that you want. Yeah, he is way further down here. So that's interesting that um, that's interesting that Corey Pronman has him as a first round guy uh, because of how far down the list he is uh, for Scott Wheeler and also in Gabe's list. I'm definitely am missing his name, but uh, if he is on this list, it's way down towards the end. Well, anyway. Um, it's, again, it's not a situation in which the Wild are going to draft a player based off of the fact that they are, in this case, six foot three. But, again, in my mind, if you have somebody that is taller, bigger, and knows how to use that size, that's a good thing, I would think, based off of what we've seen from this team over the last couple of years. And so that uh, that makes... Edstrom, an interesting um, potential pick. But again, I would think if I had to if I had to put some stake in what was going to happen uh, tomorrow, I think the Wild will pick at 21. The fact that they have two second-round picks is interesting because you could use one of those as potential capital to move back up into the first round. If you were to attach that with a player 
or something along those lines to one of those teams in the final 10 picks to be able to get back up and get somebody else in the first round, or you just take two players in the second round and you put yourself in position to grab three high-quality draft picks in a really, really talented draft. If it were up to me, I think it comes down to Stenberg, Jaeger. If Oliver Moore slips, I think he would be one that the Wild would uh, take a look at as well. And uh, all in all, I think the Wild just will probably let the board play itself out as opposed to trying to trade up. Now, maybe you see the Wild haven't been completely off limits with trading up. Uh, they did trade to get Jesper Volstead. Um, they traded up a couple of picks to grab him. So the Wild are not completely like averse to trading up, but I think this is a situation where they'll just let the board do its thing and we'll, uh, we'll take picks and players based off of how that plays out. Now, having said all that, don't be surprised if Wild trade up twice tomorrow and, uh, and end up with a couple of first-round picks. It's just we're in such a holding pattern right now. There's so much that has yet to be decided this offseason that kind of hinges around what happens with the draft, if you're going to trade some guys who you haven't signed yet, it feels like the draft is the time to do it. And so it feels like you're coming up to the top of the hill, top of the roller coaster, and tomorrow we'll be finally going down the hill um, and and seeing what happens after that. So collectively, I think a lot of people are very anxious to see what happens just so that we can get some answers as to how the rest of the offseason plays out. It was never going to be an active offseason, but it just would nice to get it would just be nice to get some of these boxes crossed off so that we can kind of move forward. It's just it's been holding pattern since the season ended. And so hopefully the draft is a step in the right direction uh, for getting some of that stuff solved. So As mentioned, we'll have plenty of draft coverage for you tomorrow, but that will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wild. If this is your first time listening, once again, we thank you for choosing Lockdown Wild and hope you stay with us through the offseason into next season as well. If you're an everydayer who tunes in each and every day of the week, thanks for joining, and we will see you tomorrow. Remember, we have new content every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.